You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Got a little uh, football fever today. Like we talk about April. April is the most underrated football month because you got your spring practice, you got your spring game, you got your NFL draft. You ain't got none of that in February, March, and then the the real dead months, May, June, and July, football-wise. So uh, April is our best football month that's not in football season. No, I hear you. Uh, I think that makes sense to people like you and me, not to the normal average human, but I think to you and I it makes sense. (laughs) Um, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Just want to throw that out there for everybody. Um, and also, Jimmy, want a, a programming note uh, in tomorrow's episode, which I'm editing now. Uh, I had the chance to do an entire podcast with Esther Scott Workman. Who is Esther Scott Workman? Well, you probably do know her if you're on Twitter and if you're a gump. So, and you, and if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're a gump. So. She's funny, she's engaging, and she was good friends with Luke Fluffopotamus Ratliff. And I had her on just to talk about her relationship with him and just talk about her in general because she's really interesting. And so tomorrow is going to be kind of a special treat. Uh, I don't know if if people are going to like it more or less than they like our our normal podcast, but it will be a lot better looking on average because you're gone and she's in there. (laughs) And funnier and smarter. But other than that, I other wouldn't trade that, you for anybody. Other than that, I'm better. Thank you. <laughs> that was very sweet of you to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's sad that you think that was sweet of me to say. <laughs> that was completely um, accurate, so I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, Jimmy, it, just to to do a really quick first segment here, um, is uh, is there anything you want to add to the Charles Bediaco commitment yesterday? Not really. I mean, let's just remember this. Uh, Alabama hasn't signed a whole lot of 6'11 inside guys before that are ranked as high as him. And I think sometimes we can get a little carried away with, with recruiting rankings and stuff. Let's remember, some of these 6'11 guys tend to be a little more developmental than the small guys. I mean, the highly rated guards like Kyra and Colin and J.D. Davison, I mean, they're already highly skilled basketball players that play at a very fast pace. These 6'11 guys coming out of high school, they're developmental for all sorts of reasons. They're still getting used to, you know, being 6'11. Some of these guys grow three inches in a year, which sounds like, by the way, it hurts. To a short guy like me, that sounds like it would hurt. But, uh, I, but the 6'11 guys, uh, they haven't played a ton of real basketball games other than AAU ball against guys their size. I mean, Betty Oko has been dunking over six foot one guys during most of his life. Uh, now he's got to learn to play against other 6'11 guys. And uh, so let's not expect too much too early from the big guys. And, and they'll, he'll develop at his own pace. And, and, and one day he'll be a good player. Let's just not expect to see an all SEC guy or one and done. Maybe it works out that way. But I, I, I just know this they're ranked similarly. But my expectations for J.D. Davison will be higher than they are for Charles Bediaco. Oh, I think that's very fair. And I think uh, – I I don't know that they're 
I mean, they're ranked far enough apart. I mean, J.D. Davison is, you know, top 10, Betty Echo top yep. 30. Um, yep. And I've seen Davison enough to know that dude, that dude's going to play, and he's going to play a lot, and he's going to play often, and he's really good. So Betty Echo uh, feels like a dude who's more about potential. But, exactly. You know, <clears throat> that's we need dudes with potential. So – I'm I'm happy about it. I've been reading some scouting reports on him. It sounds like uh, all the scouting reports are potential through the roof needs work on the now uh, fundamental, exactly. uh, just about everything. But the potential is so obvious, it's crazy, and that's yeah. And there's two ends of the floor. Let's remember that. I think the developmental part is offense, right? The developmental yeah. part is finding a little shot, uh, a little hook, a little offensive spin moves in the post. But defensively. Betty Aka will help us out day one. When you put a 6'11 guy with long arms around the basket, you've just made your defense better with the dude just standing there. I mean, there will be a defensive presence to him that will help us right off the bat on size alone. It's the offense that will come over time. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. You know the jingle. Except fuzzy we'll dice. Except fuzzy dice. Except fuzzy dice. fuzzy dice. And uh, I'm assuming dancing hula girls um, to put on the dashboard, all those things. Um, <laughs> dancing Hawaiian girl. Yeah. Don't they usually have – that's like a dancing Hawaiian girl thing, right, that you put on your dash? Oh, yeah, you know the, what, Rock Auto – does Rock Auto have any of those uh, – can we look into whether they have the uh, hood ornaments that uh, sing 80s pop songs? God, I hope not. That's That commercial freaks me out. I don't like it. Um, I don't even know. I, I do why is the hood ornament? Why does the hood ornament care about how much money you make? Like, you're still going to be a hood ornament. It's not like you get to go party with other hood, hood ornaments. But anyway, um, <laughs> rockauto.com, the site is so easy to navigate. So easy to get around. Go check them out when you see when there's a little box that says, Hey, how'd you hear about us? Be sure to put in locked on or locked on Bama. We would appreciate that. It won't get you any discounts, won't do anything like that, but it just sort of lets them know where you found out. I promise you, look, I've been to the Rock Auto site. I know nothing about cars, and I was easily able to navigate and figure out what I needed um, when I had to order a little something from there. So go check out rockauto.com. You'll absolutely love it. Rockauto.com for all the parts your car will ever need. All right, Jimmy, uh, one other basketball note real quickly. Uh, Namari Burnett is apparently going to commit um, on Thursday, so that's a positive. Today is our listeners listen? Correct. Tomorrow that's why I just said Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Well, here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm asking you. I know people are listening to the show because they think we should know this. So maybe, maybe you do know this, and I'm at. Do we have room to take the guy? I mean, are we really going to take him – when we don't know what's going to happen with Quinterly or if Rojas will choose to go someplace, he can play more minutes. Um, I mean, I, I, it just makes me nervous to commit a 14th scholarship to someone unless the coaches have real good reason to know that we're losing somebody that, that's, that's on the current roster, like a Quinterly or a Rojas. Uh, that's just kind of my question slash point. Um, I think it sure seems to me all the tea leaves, in fact, all the leaves, poison ivy, tea, uh, oak, point to the fact that um, 
is probably going to be James Rojas that's not on the, the team next year. I cannot guarantee it. I know that's what, you know, if you have to lose somebody, I think that's who most everybody would say to lose. That's a very cruel thing to say. I understand that as well. I'm just being realistic here. Who else would you take off the team? And I know right. Quinterly is going to test the NBA waters. I think Quinterly is going to come back. I think we feel good about that. But that could also change. And if Quinterly leaves and Rojas leaves, I think we make we'll have room for one other dude even. So, yeah, Correct. I mean – Correct. So I feel like it's not going to be that big of an issue. I feel like Burnett's going to come in, and um, I think he will end up eventually taking James Rojas's spot. And uh, I think it's certainly an upgrade in talent. I appreciate James Rojas, especially for that shot he made in Starkville. But um, you know, and I appreciate his effort because man, he tried his ass off. He's a good player. He plays hard. He's a good player. I think our fans were surprised that guys like. Galen, you know, Galen Smith at Maryland and, and Javion Davis at Mississippi State. Oh, how about a guy we never talked about, but Jalen Forbes, who transferred out of Alabama, was Tulane's Tulane. leading yeah. scorer. Good yeah. player at Tulane. And, and showed, I think, at Tulane, he actually would have been a pretty decent player at Alabama. We, we just kind of recruited past him, I guess you'd say. I think with Rojas, it's the same thing. If James Rojas leaves, plays for someone else, uh, I, I'm not going to be surprised when he's a 12.7 board guy, you know, somewhere yeah. else. Uh, 12.7 boards. I, I would take five off both those numbers. I really would. <laughs> well, it um, depends on where he goes. I mean, he's not yeah. going to go to North Carolina and put up those numbers. But if he got to play 30 minutes a game at, at UAB, uh, I think maybe he's that guy. But that's not Alabama and that's not national championship caliber type program and schedule that you're playing yeah that's right I, you know but anyway i think Burnett's going to commit to alabama which would be nice um you know he didn't he didn't set the world on fire at texas tech but i think that was somewhat about fit i'm really excited about the guy and we think Quinterly is going to test the nba waters that's what we're all thinking i mean that's what i think and that's what you think and and we think some stuff based on the uh whispers we hear out of uh coleman coliseum right so Quinterly's going to submit his name much like Petty did a year ago. That's what we're believing. Yeah, I believe that's going to be it. And by the way, Petty has also essentially come out and, and dispelled any rumors that he may come back. And frankly, God, I love uh, I, I love him. I love John Petty's all-time leading three-point shooter. I think it is a good time for Alabama yeah. and Petty to both say, hey, man, we love what you did for us. Thanks, but we got to move forward, and you need to move forward. It's, it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, I think Petty and Herb, I, I know they can come back. I think they would be me- both making mistakes. Uh, I mean, in the sense that what, what more – you go to college to develop into a pro. I, I think those two, for better or for worse, they're, they're as good as they're going to get in the college game. I mean, they're as good as they're going to get. Go play pro basketball, and hopefully that's in the NBA. But we live in a time and an age now. It's different than when uh, me and Luke uh, grew up in the, in the dinosaur age. Uh, it's a different – basketball uh landscape out there uh you can actually make money playing in the g league and you can certainly make money overseas uh there, there there's money to be made they can support their families and 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 make a lot of tax-free money by the way most of those professional leagues overseas when american plays in them they play they they're, they're paid tax-free in six-figure jobs to play basketball and uh um it's just a different landscape out there so that Pro basketball is in Herb Jones and John Petty's future. Uh, hopefully it's the NBA. If it's not, they'll, uh, they'll do well playing somewhere. 
Yeah, I agree. And I just uh, think that uh, not that we've recruited beyond them. I don't like to say it like that, but no. I think, no. frankly, we'll be fine. They, you know, when you talk about losing guys like Bruner and Petty and uh, Herb Jones and uh, Rojas, uh, who we think is going to end up leaving, you know what I really think? I think Alabama is going to get a lot quicker. I don't, I don't know that the defense is going to be better. Petty played lights out D, so did Herb Jones. But I think that the um, the, the quickness is going to be a huge difference. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Jimmy, um, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to place all the bets you'll ever need. Rock Auto for all the car parts you'll ever need. Bet online for all the bets you'll ever need. You can bet on anything. Pro basketball right now, wide open. Go check it out. MLB, wide open. Go check it out. You can bet on reality TV. Crazy, crazy stuff. Go check them out. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. That is free money. Jimmy and I are giving to you because we love you, our listeners. And um, go check them out. BetOnline.ag. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. It's so much fun. Easy to pay in. Even easier to get paid. And it's safe. It's secure. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go. That is the betting website endorsed by the Locked On family. BetOnline.ag. Promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Also, want to tell everybody about Kaleidoscope Media, KAL media.com. The good folks, Cassie and Michael Moore, two super human beings, the married couple, super nice. Uh, Michael is a decorated disabled veteran who did two tours in Iraq. Unbelievable human being. Really appreciate his service. Well, he got into industrial design, and Cassie just has a love for people and and design herself. So they, they, you know, they're not only married, they're business partners in Kaleidoscope Media, and they can help you visualize, visualize your architectural needs. And if you want to say, say, Hey Matt, I wonder if I do this with my kitchen, what'll happen? They can show you, they got 3d modeling and they just got all the technological advances to help you see what your remodel or your new build is going to look like. And I I really believe you need to check these guys out at kal-media.com. They would love to hear from you. Tell them you heard about them from Locked On Bama. We appreciate their sponsorship. Good folks. Like I said, great Americans, literally great Americans. So go check them out, kal-media.com. We appreciate that. All right, Jimmy, final uh, quick segment. Just, you know, just a couple of quick hitter notes here. First of all, Alabama basketball is going to do a home and home with uh, South Alabama. I'm I'm really okay with that. I don't mind doing it at all. Um, And South Alabama is kind of fun. And I love going down to Mobile, even though it's not necessarily a basketball hotbed. It's always got some talent and you don't want to, you know, not be down there when they have a DeMarcus Cousins or something like that. But there is one. There is one. I, I find it not coincidental that the best SEC prospect in Alabama in years is in the uh, 22. I guess, he, Barry yeah, I guess he'd be a 22. Barry Dunning, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he'll be a take for Alabama. Now, he's not one that's like, uh, oh, my gosh, you have to take – he's a five-star. No, no, uh, but he's good. He'll play somewhere in the SEC if it's not Alabama. I mean, I, I, mean, I think he, he, he'll be at a power program. Uh, but no, I think it's not a coincidence that Alabama basketball is scheduled to play a game in Mobile in the same year that uh, Barry Dunning is a senior and will be making his uh, college decision. He's at McGill, by the way, for those that don't know, six probably a six five shooting guard, 
Yeah, good player. Play a little wing forward. Um, condolences to Cornelius Bennett and his family. His mother passed away, apparently. And, um, you know, Biscuit Man, Lily Bennett was her name. Um, so sad to hear that. Uh, Biscuit, of course, one of the most famous players in Alabama history, and you always hate uh, to lose somebody uh, that's considered part of the Alabama family, if you ask me. So uh, condolences to Cornelius Bennett and his family. And also, finally, Jimmy, how about Sean Miller being fired today or Wednesday, whenever the hell you're listening, at Arizona? I find that to be so bizarre because all the Sean Miller shit hit the fan in 2017, I think, and we're about four years down the road. And now they fire him and like after the tournament, why now is, is something about to come out? I, I'm going to be even more cynical than that. And, and I think it sheds some light on why Will Wade is still the head basketball coach at LSU. So I'm just getting the timeline straight here, but you know, all the shit hits the fan with Arizona basketball and Sean Miller. And you're like, how can they possibly keep him with all that just went on? And they did, and they were winning. And now fast forward four years, and now Arizona isn't really a thing right now. They didn't really, per Arizona standards, win the past year or two. And I think now it's like, why are we putting up with all this crap about keeping Sean Miller and now he's not even winning games? That, that was my thought. That's me being real cynical and trying to, to explain away why LSU never fired Will Wade because he's winning. And they're like, hey, we'll take all the jokes. We'll take all the heat. We're still winning games. Exceeding LSU historical standards, we're winning games. So we're not going to fire the coach because we're winning. But do, you, do we all think Will Wade would be the head coach at LSU today if they just finished 3-15 and 15 in the SEC and they were losing and didn't make the tournament, didn't win games, and didn't make it the SEC tournament final? And I, 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 I'm just pointing to that as to why Arizona would fire Sean Miller today four years after the fact, four years after the daily conversation of how can they keep Sean Miller? Well, ends up, I guess, because at the time he was winning, and now he's not, so now he's fired. And uh, maybe that's why LSU has held on to Will Wade this long. It's just it's just weird. And what's even weirder to me, and, and maybe I just haven't paid enough attention, has anybody from LSU transferred or announced they're going pro like a trend in Watford or anything? Or, or, no, because, that's my knowledge. So why hadn't that happened too? This is just – everything is so bizarre – with college if, shouldn't, uh, if you're LSU, at least dipping your foot in the water. Cameron Thomas should come out for sure. I mean, he doesn't even need to test the waters. He's just a slam dunk lottery guy, right? Yeah, I don't I mean, understand and, it. And, and even Trendon Watford, at minimum, should put his name in and get feedback. You know, and, and, and probably he should go, frankly. But I'm just saying it is weird that we're not hearing that. You know, that, that there's still – Batting down the hatches at LSU, even though school, you know, it's it's more football related, but not really. But uh, I'm sure all our listeners have heard of the Title IX lawsuit. It's being filed by a former uh, female uh, head of recruiting, basically the recruiting coordinator, the administrative recruiting coordinator for 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 LSU football has filed a 
$50 million sexual harassment lawsuit, including a lot of Title IX allegations, basically saying that LSU football players and coaches routinely harassed and discriminated against women, and it was unreported or covered up, and that she was the uh, subject of some of this harassment herself. And uh, it's a big story. It, it just seems to me that LSU is a total dumpster fire, yet they continue to recruit well in football and basketball, like none of this is happening. It's kind of hard to explain. Do you think it's like the Aurora Borealis, like the sky is literally on fire, but everybody's like, it's kind of pretty. That's literally literally what it's like. I mean, it it is. Hey, LSU's got a unique situation. I mean, it's the most unique recruiting situation. Georgia is somewhat similar but not similar enough, and that is that LSU has complete and total control of an entire high-population state. And, and, and Alabama has to split things with Auburn. Auburn has to split things with Alabama. Mississippi's divided into a couple of pieces. Uh, Tennessee is, is a weird-shaped state where Tennessee only – I mean, think about this. Nashville is the biggest city in the state of Tennessee, and I think if you polled everyone in Nashville – are they all UT fans? No. I think everybody lives in Nashville from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tennessee's got a weird uh, – I guess Arkansas situation is like Louisiana, except it's not a high-population state. There's not enough football players in the state of Arkansas to build a powerhouse at Arkansas. They've got to sign players from Texas for, for, for them to be good. So I'm just saying maybe LSU continues to recruit well because they have their own little Louisiana kingdom down there. And, and, and regardless of the size of the national scandal, the support inside Louisiana for LSU probably remains 100%. Because what are they, they going to do? Start, they're not going to be Tulane fans or Lafayette fans or, you know, Louisiana Monroe fans. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah, and it, I could make the case LSU is the most unique personality-wise as, as, a, as an entity – uh, of all the colleges in the country, it's the it's the most recogn- it has the most recognizable personality. Like Alabama, you know, people can call us country or whatever, but then when you come here, you're like, shit, everybody's kind of nice, and you know, there's some, yeah, there's some uh, I do declares around, but there's also a lot of uh, really smart dude. Um, LSU. That's a, top five. LSU, that's, a top five, that's a top five moment for you on the show, by the way. That's good. <laughs> At LSU, everybody's got a touch of Cajun. Everybody. Damn. And they embrace it. And so I guess they're kind of like, we're going to just ride this out. Yeah, if you're going to throw us under the bus, you're going to have to throw us all under the bus. And the NCAA, I mean, it may eventually get there, but um, it's just their whole situation right now is so weird to me. They've got lawsuits galore. They've got they're getting coaches that used to be there that haven't been there for years fired at other jobs because of shit they did there. That is, and and meanwhile they've got a coach caught on tape saying I literally would like to purchase this player and they can't fire him. <laughs> I mean he's treating oh, yeah, him like Amazon is crazy. I think they just don't care. I think they just don't care. They just want to support the team and it's like. They're like, oh my gosh, this story is terrible. Uh, let's just give this woman her fifty million dollars. Um, <laughs> we are gonna, we are gonna sign Arch Manning, right? Well, and also, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it's just like they move on. Like, oh boy, we sure sure screwed that up. Uh, pay the woman her fifty million, and uh, let's go sign that Manning kid, and let's uh, suit up. Well, you know it's I mean? almost it's like, 
it's like they're saying, you know, if we pay her fifty million now, do we get to keep harassing women? Because we kind of want to keep doing that. <laughs> like, I mean, they're saying okay, we learned. They sure learned their lesson. Cost yeah, fifty million dollars. It's like, like this. They're saying, okay, look, we can do it one of two ways. We either going to fight you tooth and nail on this, or we're going to pay you fifty million and keep getting to harass women. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. Well, I'll just be saying, if the same exact thing was going on in Alabama, two things. One, I would be appalled and want everybody fired. And number two, I would be telling everybody on the show, we're about to enter a nuclear winter of recruiting. <laughs> it's going to be a nuclear winter. We won't be able to sign John David Phillips and Reagan Croyle's kid. Yeah, It's going to be so bad. You know, that's what I'll be saying. And meanwhile, in Louisiana, it's like, La, 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 la. Yeah, it really is. It's funny. I mean, it's just, but anyway, Sean Miller being fired is very interesting, I think. So we'll see what comes of that. But Jimmy, let's go ahead and cut this podcast short. Y'all be sure to tune in tomorrow too for Esther Scott Workman. I'm telling you, she's a fun listen. And in fact, I told her this in the podcast. I don't want anybody associated with the Locked On Network listening to this because they're going to be like, why the hell are we paying these two guys the tiny bit of money we pay them when she's out there not having a podcast? (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's her her world. We'll soon all be living in it. All right, buddy. That'll do it. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.